Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Getting It Out podcast. That was Erode from Baltimore, Maryland with Samsara. That's off of their debut EP, Erode, available everywhere. I believe it may have come out last year. Not sure. Heavy hardcore, as you just heard, of course. I featured them recently at the end of the end episode, which came out. Maybe it was last week. I'm not keeping track of time here, but I wanted to put one at the front. 
of an episode. This one, of course, features Incendiary, and we'll get to that in a minute. But if you haven't checked out Erode yet, I highly encourage you to do so. Uh, and it brought them to my attention in that interview, and I've been listening to the EP since, and I greatly enjoy it. So hopefully, if you missed it before, you heard it now, okay? Trying to do a thing where you know what I'm fucking talking about. Is it working? I hope so. Anyway, like I said, this episode features an interview with Dan Lamelli of Incendiary. He plays the tin cans, which is a thing people say when they're being hip about drums and stuff. You know, am I hip? I don't know, but I do have two of them. So that counts for something. One of them's a little bunched up right now. I'm not sure what's going on. Anyway, before we get to all my physical woes, let's just play some Hot Zone from New Jersey. I say that like it's not a big deal. It's always a big deal. This is the Getting It Out podcast intro song by New Jersey's own Hot Zone. Check it! I know some people say that hardcore is for the kids. It's for the kids. It's by the kids. The kids will have their say. All those things that people say about hardcore and kids and children and juveniles and all that. But here's the thing. Back when they said all that stuff in the 80s, there wasn't enough science to back the data or or one way or the other way around or something like that. How about that? I'm, I'm not sure how to speak exactly or how to try to sound smart. I'm just going to tell you my thoughts. It was like uh, it was like vaping. You know, people are like vaping's healthier than cigarettes. Like, all right. Has anybody been around yet? Are there any vapors that have been doing it for 30 to 40 years? No. So it's so you could say vaping is vaping is safe from uh, safer than smoking and then be like, yeah, sure it is. Of course. Same thing as you can say hardcore is for the kids because there were no adults into it. They didn't have the chance. Are you at your advanced age, 30s and 40s, going back and finding new genres of music to get into? Are you into garage dance punk now? It's a genre I heard the other day. I don't think that's real, but I heard that it's a thing. I forget who the band was. Alex something. I don't know if it was any good. Can't can't really uh, make that designation. But anyway, my point is about hardcore, because now as somebody who's just about 40 and just had a conversation with somebody who's around the same age, uh, we're not kids. And we still like hardcore and you listen to this. I can almost guarantee that you are not a kid either because you're listening to this and I know my demographic and it ain't fucking kids. All right. So hardcore is not for the kids. Not anymore. We took it from those bratty snotty nosed bastards, man. Do you know what kids are like anyway? Got a couple. They're interesting. Not always good. I'll tell you that. But I was happy to have a conversation about hardcore with Dan Lomelli, the drummer from Long Island's incendiary They've got a new album, Change the Way You Think About Pain, coming out May 26th on Closed Casket Activities. Say that with a question mark because I'm not sure that I have the date right, but I think I do. There's already been two singles out for it, and I'm going to play you one right now. It's called Bite the Hook, and then my conversation with Dan of Incendiary. Every plan I put in motion, every sacrifice I made 
is actually a good place to start with our conversation. I think I do yeah. this to like everybody, every band from Long Island. Like, cause, <laughs> I, cause I've got this, cause you guys love your shit. Like you love your, you're very proud of, or it seems usually very proud of your bands, which sometimes I think is a very easy to define sound. And then when I really think about it, it's not at all. It's kind of all over mm. the place. Interesting, so, interesting observation. I agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes it jumps straight to like the melodic stuff and mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't know why, I like, <laughs> you know, but all like crime and stereo comes to mind or, but mm-hmm. and I have no idea why just them at the moment, but like clearly right. it's not just that. Did you come up, did you grow up in Long Island? Yeah. Yeah. I lived here uh, my whole life. So tell me then what, how did you get involved with hardcore living in Long Island and what was your favorite first favorite local Long Island band? All right. Um, I kind of got to it like a, a weird roundabout way, um, I guess, because of like Long Island's proximity to New York City. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people like my age and like the 
like the graduating class of hardcore above me um, were all the people that were going into New York City and seeing like Agnostic Front, early Madball, like CBGB shows and stuff like that. So mm. when I I went to my first show when I was 17, so like junior in high school. Um, and before that, I was really into like, um, like I, fifth grade when Nevermind came out, that was like the first music that I considered like music that I was into. Um, mm-hmm. and then like, uh, I was just like into metal, you know, like after that, like Nirvana kind of showed me like Pantera and stuff like that. And like Sepultura, Slayer, Metallica. So I got really into like metal. I just like aggressive music in general. Yeah. Um, and so my friend Dan was, um, really into the scene and he was like one of like the few people I became friends with in, in high school when I got there. Cause I was like a, like, you know, like easily picked on nerd kind of kid, <laughs> you know? So like sure. I did, I, w- I wasn't like hanging out with all the cool kids going to shows, but Dan, I actually played Dungeons and Dragons with, and he was, he like, he would give me rides home from school. Cause we lived in kind of the same area and he would always have on like neglect and VOD and like, um, you know, a, b- a bunch of other like Long Island, like nineties, hardcore bands, the 25 to life, stuff like that. And I dug it, you know, and he was just like, he knew that I was into metal too. So he was like, Hey, I'm going to this show. Uh, you know, there's like over the winter, uh, junior high school. And he was like, I'm going to the show. Do you want to come with me? Cause I know you like this kind of stuff. And the first show I went to was glass jaw and VOD at, uh, Levittown Jewish center. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like 98 or 99, something like that. Uh, and it was, it just it like, it absolutely blew me away. Just the scene in general. Cause I, before that, like I had only seen like, um, like the family values tour in concert right. and, uh, Beastie Boys, Hello Nasty. So that was like concerts were my like only point of reference for live music. Mm-hmm. And then seeing like walking into like Glassjaw starting their set was just the most insane thing I had ever experienced because the line between like me being a person watching the concert and the people performing it like just wasn't there. Right. It's interesting that and it's very cool to reference those two bands. I'm assuming they were pretty close in age uh, just based on a lot of things. So uh, so so it sounds like you're in there a little earlier than me, but it's but it's interesting that you bring up the that you say it's VOD and glass jaw mm-hmm. because uh, like t- to me, it seems like glass jaw was only considered a hardcore band, like up there. I'm, I'm saying up there from, from down here in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, not, that That's like an interesting point of view. Yeah. Yeah. But, but cause I remember going, I remember going to an early glass jaw st- show and Daryl being up there and and like going on this rant about this is a real fucking hardcore show and being in the crowd and thinking, I don't know that it is, man. Like, like, which is which is funny because like now I wouldn't give a shit. Now I'd be like, yeah, whatever, right. sure it is, you know. But back then being like, I well, I don't think it meets all the criteria. But <laughs> it, it, it might, at that point, because like that was probably like after two thousand after Worship and Tribute came out, you saw them probably, right? No, nah, was, was, this was probably just before Worship. Oh, and just Tribute. before. Yeah, yeah it was I like that. And boy sets fire and gotcha, you know, gotcha. Like, yeah. yeah. So like I think it, they were probably they might have been, you know, uh <laughs> yeah, no, I know what it was. They were just coming off of like some big tours. And he was yeah, saying, like, yeah. oh, we're you know, back in back in the back down in it, you know. Yeah, playing playing like the the smaller clubs and stuff, because they kind of like shot up really quickly after like just before um Worship and Tribute came out, and then they were like 
on like warp tour i think they played with at the drive-in a bunch um but like they were just i, I don't know i think if you, to try to like rap long island style hardcore i think vod and glaster are probably some of the two best examples mm-hmm. to pull from um uh, cypher probably being another one um and just just like that it's like that kind of sound where it's just not like your typical new york hardcore sound it's like a lot more melodic and i think it's just more people who like to play with sounds yeah. you know yeah. as opposed to just like writing breakdowns yeah, no, for sure. And it's, especially with, I mean, all those three bands as an example, Cypher, VOD, and Glassjaw, you could hear anybody going, that's not hardcore. And uh, right. that's, that's kind of right. what I like about it. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit, it's a little bit different. And I think that's like, kind of like the fingerprint of Long Island hardcore is just a little bit different. Well, that was like, uh, those, we're talking probably the beginning, the end, well, let's say the end of those bands not the end but the decline of those bands and uh mm. the era that comes next that's kind of what i consider like the megan's law era of hardcore the early <laughs> the early 2000s like you know and, yeah. but if you look back like a lot of these people probably belong on uh on websites on a watch you know? list yeah, yeah for sure there's a lot of yeah like, it's just i just thought about this in the car there's a, there was a lot of naked dudes and uh there wasn't I, like, a lot of people over the age of 18 yeah i mean yeah oh wait yeah uh, <laughs> i'm just remembering i saw um daughters one time and if, if you're familiar with daughters mm-hmm. live show at that time you know the singer often had his pants off so <laughs> it wasn't like a secret <laughs> and i just remember seeing them my friend took me to see him because i had been listening to the daughters for a, you know a bit and i was really into it and he's like oh they're playing the knitting factory we should go check them out and like uh I was just like, oh, okay. I was like, oh, all right. The dude's just taking his pants off. That's nuts. <laughs> just, Go for it, man. <laughs> weird era. But you, but, mm-hmm. but from what I understand, actually, from, from listening to you recently on, uh, on B&E and with Jordan, you were, you were playing in bands back then, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I've been playing in bands since high school. Um, yeah. Touring wise, probably since like 2001. Um I was in like, I, I, oddly enough, I played in a lot of like pop punk and emo bands. Um, that sounds right for Long Island. With. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was what was kind of around. Um, I, a lot of it came from, so like my connection, a lot of my connections to hardcore came from working at Hot Topic from like mm-hmm. 98 till 2001. Um, right. My store manager was is married to the bass player of VOD, so that was a crazy connection. Um, right. We this was like pre-internet, almost you know, like mm-hmm. as we know it. It was like web point zero point zero, so there there was like a few message boards, but not a lot. Other than that, there was really other than local record stores, you couldn't find out where shows were happening unless like you found out from somebody. It was like this right. like secret society kind of thing. And Hot Topic had this folder. It was like a, sh- a flyers folder. So if you were booking a show, you could just put a stack of flyers in there. If you were a band, you could put demos in there. And it was just this folder that we kept up by the register. And so that's where I got a lot of like, got into a lot of local bands, um, knew about them, stuff like that, and found out about shows. Um, and then we, we sold comps, which like you don't, I mean, because it's the age of streaming, you know, physical mm-hmm. CDs almost don't exist, but comps were huge. Yeah. And, that's how I found out about a lot of bands too, was, was through comps that we would like, cause labels would just send us stuff to play in the CD player at, at, mm-hmm. 
at work there. And, uh, and a lot of, we would sell a lot of the comps in the store and they'd be like a dollar and you'd get like 30 songs and it's almost all different bands. And it was such like a, a wild way to think about like just exposing. It's like, if you like this one band, there's probably going to be at least 10 other bands on, on this comp that you're going to like. There's nothing about that era that people can take away from the exposure on so many different levels. You were getting exposed to exposed that there was uh there was yeah. hot topic doesn't get enough credit for, uh, or for that too, because like when you're saying that, I re- I remember the the fucking folder or the the binder. Yeah, I also remember that like other like skate shops would do that too. Mm-hmm. But the but like I remember buying lowest of the low at a hot topic. Yeah, it, yeah, I I was shit like, in there. Exactly. They we used to sell Strife shirts. Um, and like basically we had Victory Records, like all of theirs, all of their bands for a while. Um, and like uh, what was it? The um, uh, EVR. Equal yeah. vision. We got a lot of equal visual, equal, equal vision bands to uh, their merch. That's, you know, the, the Converge shirt that I bought. It's a caring and killing Converge shirt. I still have it. <laughs> it's in my drawer. If the camera was on, I could show it to you. Um, you know, like it's just they, that's where I found out about a lot of these bands was was working there. And then it was almost like when I stopped working there, it just that's when it got totally like Nickelodeon after dark. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, oh man, this place sucks now. And <laughs> I don't know if it was just me being jaded because I got was... fired, but it definitely <laughs> went Nickelodeon after dark. No, it's, I think it's a pretty accurate way to describe it now. Yeah. But it, it's, it's funny. It's uh, like, I'll, I'll go back in that, you know, since my kids are 16 and nine, mm. you know, it's, it kind of has already come and gone for the older one. The right, other one doesn't right, really right. give a shit yet. But like, so we'll stop in there every now and then and just kind of look around and be like, yeah. Not quite what I remember, but maybe I'm just remembering wrong. But I think you're, I think you're probably right. Yeah. Like, and I was like, it's weird that stuff like this comes up because I was recently thinking about when I was working at Hot Topic and they let us like pierce ears there. It was a thing that we did. Like, I got, <laughs> I got trained to pierce ears with like a gun, like the click style, like yeah, yeah. players. And I was just thinking, like, I'm 17 years old and you're having me pierce human beings earlobes in a store like what is wrong with you people <laughs> did it ever go wrong did you ever fuck it up no 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 i didn't see that's they, they knew they knew they, they had one in you well i, I think i there was a girl there who she worked as a piercer at a tattoo place like mm. aside from working at hot topic so usually it defaulted to her to do it and i think she was like an assistant manager so she was there enough Right. But I remember the training night and it was just like, hey, after work tonight, we're all going to practice piercing each other's ears. And there was like six of us and we all <laughs> just like gave each other two earrings each. It was crazy. <laughs> what, with like a fucking ice cube and a sewing needle. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like the old like earring parties, you know, like beforehand. But it was just it was just wild to think about that. It's like, how is this not an OSHA violation? I mean, like, we're all being safe and stuff, but this seems crazy. <laughs> yeah, it seems fucking so stupid but I'm, yeah i'm glad they let you do it though That's yeah me too it's a life life experience and you know i could get a job as a click gun piercer in a mall somewhere if things you know go south that's, that's right that's right it's yeah. resume fodder at this point exactly exactly <laughs> all right so i know like i said i know you were in a few other bands but uh but incendiary incendiary mm-hmm. we'll, we'll fast forward the whole way to incendiary exactly. incendiary i don't know when exactly you get on my radar but when i look at my record collection mm-hmm. i have crusade on vinyl mm-hmm. and i have the split with unrestrained and i know at some point i had the tape with suburban scum oh, cool. and i know i sold some other shit because because you this is my what, what i'm getting to is when i look at my 
my record collection of incendiary stuff it's mm-hmm. the it's only the old stuff because then because I, I feel like it was you were kind of i don't want to say pre-streaming but streaming wasn't crazy when you guys started so it, right. we'll get into it it's you've been around for a little while now oh yeah yeah i joined the band in 2007 i think yeah damn 2007 that's, that's quite a while ago in hardcore yeah so how do you how do you end up with incendiary um so i was in between bands and um tom from straight from the path who me and him grew up like a like a couple blocks away from each other we had a bunch of mutual friends um he we played on a roller hockey team together like we literally hung out every day for a couple of years um he hit me up and was just like, yo, this band, uh, like most of the members left, but they still want to keep it going and they need a drummer. I know you're looking for work. You should hit up Dan who plays bass. You know him. He's John Lewis's friend. It's like, oh yeah, I know Dan Terr. I'll hit him up. Uh, I hit him up and that was it. I went in, he sent me the original like demo that we had, uh, well that they, that they had, um, Mm -hmm. I learned the songs and I was just like, yeah, this is cool. And I, other than Dan, I knew no one else in the band and me and Bob came in at the same time. Um, and there was a, there was a different second guitar player who we had for a very short run, maybe like one or two shows. Um, right. just cause you, you got super busy and just stopped coming to shows that we had booked. <laughs> Good for so, him. I like that. It's yeah, just like, yeah, all right. We, we know your commitment to, to the team here. Um, and oddly was playing in soldiers at the time. Uh, and he was just friends with us. And we asked him if he wanted to like, we, at first it was like, do you want to fill in until we find someone else? And he was like, sure. And then we were like, we're not going to find anyone else. <laughs> You're it, man. <laughs> and, uh, and then that was it. And it's, it's basically been me, Brendan, Bob, and oddly, you know, since like, t- since then, like 2009, maybe. Yeah. That's, I can't even think of what the fuck I was doing in 2009. Like genuinely, I can't think of what I was mm. doing that. Like, doesn't sound like it's that long ago but i guess is i still do you do this i do it let's just start with that i do this maybe you do it too i still think when somebody re- references the year 2000 i think that that's not that long ago i'm like, yeah, that's, I, like 10, that's like 10 years ago it's like yeah nope, that's you know it's within the <laughs> yeah man i don't fucking remember anything from 2000 but for some reason i think i do uh but all right so so like i i remember I remember catching you guys and obviously I was into you cause I was buying your shit and then, uh, cost of living comes out or which, which kind of from my perspective seemed to blow up, you know, yeah. in hardcore terms. And, uh, and that really seemed to put you guys on everybody's radar. And then there was of course thousand miles stare after that. And then it's mm-hmm. like, you guys have entered this open relationship with hardcore where you just kind of <laughs> come and go. And I like it. And, uh, <laughs> now you've got this new album Change the way you think about pain, which comes out mm-hmm. on May 26th on closed casket activities. I know people often reference like the way you kind of come and go. It's, it's, but I think there's even a term some people have for it that I can't recall at the moment, but tell me about how incendiary has entered this space where you're, you're here and you're relevant, but you're not here all the time. Yeah. It's um. so it's kind of like a, it's the mechanic of the band. It just kind of was organically the way we had time to do it because we started the band when we were all a little bit older. I was in mm-hmm. my late twenties. Everyone else was in their early to mid twenties. Um, a lot of us had, were starting our careers or finishing up school. So we didn't have the time to be like, okay, we're going to be on tour for like 
three weeks, we're going to do a full US tour, or we're going to, you know, and be on tour that much at the time. And when we were forming, that was still pretty much the format because that just carried over, you know, mm-hmm. from all the earlier bands because you're not on the radio, you're not on TV. You know, there wasn't an internet. People were booking shows and printing MapQuest directions and doing tours, you know? So it was, that's pretty much the way it worked. It was like, you just get in the van and you fucking go. Yeah. And we we kind of like we're in this spot where it's like we know we can't do that let's just try to do as much as we can with the time that we have and so we would we play long island we'd play new jersey we'd play philly we'd go up to anchors up in you know haverhill massachusetts we you know connecticut we just like bang the tri-state area upstate new york hudson valley area you know albany we played albany probably like 20 times um and you know we just pounded that area as much as we could and then we would do like a longer like a longer weekend we go out for like five days we did a a tour down to florida that was like 12 days or something like that you know um and it it just like worked it just for some reason it worked for us and it continues (laughs) yeah you know and then the the other thing too is like people are just like oh it's been like five years since you put out a record it's like it's five years between every record (laughs) you know it's like it's not like we were like churning out a record every year or every two years it's just like that's thousand mile stare came out in 2017 and cost of living came out in 2012 2013 and then uh crusade was 2009 so it's not like we're off our pace that's a pretty much exactly our pace. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's established. You set a precedent. Mm-hmm. And so everybody needs to shut the fuck up until what, 2028 now? 28, you know, yeah. You, Next full length. <laughs> <laughs> you're dropping one on them here. But you know, I I I, I was just thinking this in my head earlier and it, as a as a funny thought, but um but then I, I thought maybe this is maybe I'm I'm right about this. I feel like when Incendiary first came out, I first started coming around getting on the radar. Uh, and maybe you'll understand what I mean by this. It was like heavy, skinny guy, hardcore. Oh yeah. Yep. And now I don't know. Is it, does, I mean like just given the age, the way people have aged, is it like, is it fat guy hardcore now? Like just because people uh, are 15 years uh, older. Like, yeah, cause our, cause our fans put on the freshman 15 from when yeah. they were listening <laughs> yeah. to us. It's possible. <laughs> um, I, I'm just like stoked that, um, people are still using later albums as entry points into us yeah um which is like totally awesome because then it just means like kids are checking us out and you know you got to replace the crop man that's how that's how it works and uh on all fronts not just like people liking my band i could give a shit but Mm -hmm. younger kids getting into the scene, getting introduced into hardcore and like staying, you know, like tourists will come and go and say what they got to say on the internet. But the more, you know, like you got to replace, you know, you got to replace the people that are uh, collecting their 401ks, so to speak. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really cool to see that. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, it is cool. It is cool. And it's, it's, I think it says something about the band and the quality of what you guys are doing that you, first of all, you release full, a lot of full lengths. Well, not a lot. What is it for? But yeah. So but the point is, you know, usually people, hardcore bands of, you know, that have been around for, there's a lot of EPs and I know you got splits in there, mm-hmm. but uh, quality LPs and have maintained relevancy, which is like with, you know, with these big gas, without the big tour dates, without, you know, hitting the road hard all the time is pretty impressive. And it's, it's cool to see like not many bands in hardcore have been embraced the way Incendiary has. And I got to imagine that's not lost on you guys. Oh, not, not, not at all. Like I, I literally, I say to, you know, pretty much anyone who brings it up, it's like literally everything is a gift, like with how fickle everything is and, you know, here today, here today, gone tomorrow, stuff like that. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely not lost on us how, how special, you know, the, the situation is and it real. it's like, it's one of the things we appreciate the most. It's just been a, a really beautiful thing to be a part of, um, and to continue to be a part of and to still get to do it as much as we do. Um, it's, it's, it's great. You know, I have, uh, I have a two-year-old son, um, you know, our singer, Brendan, they're, they're expecting soon. So, you know, the, the family grows, but you know, we, we're still trying to, you know, do it as much as we can. Do you, is there anything that you that you guys can pinpoint why this has been the case for Incendiary? Um, I mean, we we write songs that we want to listen to, not so much mm-hmm. what like try to be like something that's out already. It's just like what what we like, you know, what sound what feels good to us, what sounds good to us in the moment when we're when we're writing it, and then we pretty much know when we need to put new stuff out. We just kind of get that itch and we, yeah. and we start writing. Um, and I'm sorry, what was the question? Like, I just totally <laughs> think went in the wrong direction. No, so, like <laughs> if, if you know why the sound, why the, why incendiary has kind of remained this timeless thing, you know, in, Oh, Oh yeah. It's, um, I, I, it's, I think it's just the references that we pull from and a lot of us stay relevant within hardcore still it's not like we're not paying attention to what's going on um so you know obviously that will mold your sound you know and it's 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 kind of like this like aggressive music contest where nobody loses because you're just going to keep hearing heavier and heavier shit (laughs) so it's just like it's it's great competition breeds better products yeah yeah well tell me about the the record specifically change the way you think about pain like what is because i was listening to it thinking Again, this seems heavier than the stuff before, but I don't know that I'm, I don't know that I'm right about that, you know? So, so what, to what, to, to you is different about this record than the previous material? Um, so we, for this one, I mean, we, we always try to put our hundred percent best foot forward with every record that we put out and every song that we put out, you know, and I, it's, it's weird. Some bands will write 20 songs and use the best 10. We just yeah. are like, we are writing 10 songs and that's what we've done every time. You know, it's just like, these are going to be the 10. 
and let's just get these 10 as best as we could get them. Um, so this time, I think what we were going for was just like, if there's something that you always wanted to do, heaviness wise, interesting part wise, whatever, if there was something that you felt like we haven't done yet, or that you always wanted to do, now's the time to do it. Um, you know, let's just try to get all of our influences and, and you know, um, musical tastes in there. And I, th I think we did a pretty good job. I think so too. And I, I was, uh, well, just listening not that long ago at all, which is when mm -hmm. I was in the car and, uh, I really liked the last track, the, 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 the uh, title track. And, uh, oh, it's you. a little, it's a little, quite a bit longer for a hardcore song, right? Yeah. Not, not yeah, necessarily it's... for a heavy song, but for a hardcore song. Right. Uh, I don't know. Just t tell me a little bit about that track. Um, so the, the working title for that one was Ozfest parking lot because <laughs> we wanted it to feel like you're watching the hardcore band who's headlining the stage in the parking lot at Ozfest. Yeah. And, yeah I've been there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure, man. Every scene, hate breed, VOD, kitty, you know, whatever, whatever was playing there. Um, but we wanted to have this very like, cr like crowd feel to it. Um, and it's, it's it, I don't know. It's just, it just, it's one of those songs that like you see, as you're writing it, you, you see it develop and, and move and, and change parts here and there. And then, um, you know, after we got it in the studio and, and we're working with Will on it and stuff like that, and, you know, him putting his two cents in and say, what about this? Or maybe change this out instead of that, you know, like that little, you know, little push and pulls at the, at the five yard line. Um, yeah. you know, it just, it just all came together and, it was one of those like, kind of like, Oh, all right. Yeah. We, we just did a part like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, speaking of, uh, writing and, uh, practicing, maybe tell me about this just came to mind when you were talking there, the, hmm. do you guys keep a practice space? Do you have it in, do you like rent a place? Do you have, because, and then the reason I asked that is because because of, because of your activity level, like, would mm -hmm. it be worth it to rent a practice space or do you have one in a house? What's the um, deal? With no, the we, space. <laughs> we have a practice space in Brooklyn. We've always had a practice space. Um, we pretty much have a standing Thursday night practice. It's been every Thursday since 2007. So, um, <laughs> oh, shit. so you're still practicing every week. You're just yeah, not doing yeah. it. Yeah. That's, that's really pretty, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, you, you know, keep the, uh, keep the knives sharp. Um, yeah. but, it, and I also love playing drums. So, you know, if, any excuse that I get to do it. And it's, people are like, Oh, you know, do you hate driving to Brooklyn for practice? And it's like, nah, it's not a bad time, you know, catch up on podcasts or music or just hang out. Now that the weather's getting nice, you know, put the windows down, you sit in traffic for 45 minutes. It's not that bad. I don't know much about driving in New York. That's just, I shouldn't say I've driven to New York plenty of times, but uh, oh, it absolutely sucks. But I mean, <laughs> I, I, I was working from home for two years and then I got laid off in September. So I just, oh, so was I. Hey, look, just because you said that, this is funny that you said that because I was working from home for two years too. Mm -hmm. Prior to working from home, I was driving 45 minutes each way to yeah. work. And that's, this is not through bad traffic at all. This is pretty simple. It's just that distance. Mm -hmm. But once they told me I had to go back to work or I was going to have to go back to work eventually, I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Like, Hell no. So I, <laughs> so I quit that job and got a job walking distance to where I live, where I walk. I got, yeah. I got a job at the closest place to my house, 0.7 miles away. That's and now great. I've been there. I've been there for a year now, but uh, man, how cool was it to work from home for two uh. years? 
it's the it's it's everyone should be doing it if possible you know like there i understand there are some jobs like a neurosurgeon or you know a uh, electrician where you need to be there but if you in any capacity every job should be remote it's ridiculous that we have to go sit in a freaking office and die under fluorescence for eight hours a day it's bananas <laughs> i totally agree is there any songs about that um i don't think so this opportunity but what is what are the the theme or concept of the tracks on this record if there's Um, i think there is yeah it's 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 just about um noticing the 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 widening divisions um that are that you know that are that are happening between us and that you know we're not we're not as far apart as people like to think that we are. Mm, yeah. That's interesting because it's, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, obviously it depends on where some people stand, but uh, it's interesting that only it's only glaringly obvious to a select group of people, a small amount of people. I know it's wild, but, and even, and even, a lot of people that I know are fans and love incendiary mm-hmm. aren't going to see it that way either. Yeah. No, no, I don't see it that way. You know, <laughs> know, they see it as like, Oh, there's this big us against them shit. And it's, it's annoying as hell to me. I, I'm, I'm bitching about it all the time about, <laughs> yeah, about, you know, left against right shit, but you know, whatever. It, it's, you know, it, it's only war is class war, you know? So it's, it's more like that than anything else, you know? We're all, we're all we're all at the you know, the 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 bottom, right? But we're, we're picking a, picking each other apart for the same shit. It's ridiculous. crabs in a pot, right? Pot, and crabs in a pot, man. Frog doesn't yeah. know that the water's boiling. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, so uh, you've released two, I think, two singles. Singles: mm-hmm. "Bite the Hook" and um, "Echo of Nothing." Am I getting that right? I'm not looking. Yes. So nope. That's awesome. correct. And. Uh, Seems from my perspective, they've gone over well, but how, what's the feedback been for, for you guys? Yeah, the response has been um, really overwhelming. Uh, huge positive response for the most part. Um, I think people like Echo of Nothing a little bit better than Bite the Hook um, as far as like holy shit parts, but um, a really good response to both. And, uh, you know, it's just, I'm really stoked that people are excited for it, you know, because that's always the, 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 the lump in your stomach, the, the elephant on your shoulder, you know, when you're putting out something new, it's just like, uh, people are going to get it. Are they going to like it? Are they going to be like, ah, this shit sucks. And, you know, seeing people get pumped about it, you know, it's like you could breathe for a second. Yeah. I guess that, that kind of brings me to a good question about that. Like what, what are the expectations for you guys doing it the way you do it? Like, you know, when you, when you know, you got a new record coming out that, you haven't put anything out for five years. You haven't exactly toured. Is it kind of a, we'll see. Yeah. It's, 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 I mean, you, you, you kind of like hedge your best that, you know, we're still going to, you know, like the people who liked thousand miles stare are still going to be there for us when the next one comes out, you know? And um, like I said before, cost of living was like a pretty big bump for us as far as like, getting our name out and people paying attention to us and whatnot. Um, 
so then that, you know like we carried all those people with us on thousand mile stair and then there was even more people after that you know so we were just hoping like okay so now this next wave that's that's coming in hopefully there's even more people you know that that, that are going to be stoked for it and that's pretty much what you hope for and then um and then you just let it go and you see what happens yeah, I guess you're only in control of so much. But hey, I do appreciate that you stopped putting in words that I had to Google in your titles because <laughs> I've listened to Google or Zeitgeist as much as I've Googled the meeting. And I know I'm old <laughs> enough that I should know that definition, but I just don't, man. I just kind of Google it every time. The ghost in the machine. <laughs> it just disappears, man. I don't. <laughs> what is it? I, don't, I already forget what it means. And, you it's, know. It's, yeah, it's the, the spirit of the culture. You know, it's the, un, the unseen hand of change. That shit's too vague for my brain. I don't. I, <laughs> it's like when it was, oh God, there's so many words in the English language where people are like, yeah, it's like, all right, do you know how many times I've tried to figure out what gaslighting means? Googled Gaslight. it several oh. times. I don't understand. How, Dan, the, I, I don't, don't know, know how it works. There's, there's a lot of words now. There's a lot more words than there were when I was learning words. <laughs> yeah, I grew up drinking out of the hose. You know, yeah, seriously, <laughs> isn't that what we do now? We made, only say made, like made ramps out of a piece of wood and a cinder block that everyone yeah. ran their bike over. You know, yeah, <laughs> saltine crackers from the nurse. That's the, yeah. that's how old we are. We, we, um, we, we found porn in the woods. You know? Why? What is? Well, God exactly. damn it! This has come up on here before, but why? Where was it coming from? Who was yeah. putting it there? Why? Why? <laughs> Where they get it from in the first place? Yeah, lot, lots of uh, yeah. yeah, strange days. Right. Uh, so crazy. But it's funny. It's really funny. It's this fucking <laughs> porn in the woods thing. It's hilarious. Uh, and you know, it's not just it's not just a <laughs> it's, it's not just a domestic thing. This is my wife is who grew up in Italy had the same thing happening really? over there too. So that this is. is a worldwide phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wish they would have done an X-Files episode on porn in the woods. It would have been a step. God. <laughs> I didn't like that show. Really? I don't mean to go off on a tangent. I didn't like that show. I think it was because the intro creeped me out. But one uh, time my brother okay. won a CD from the, for, for their soundtrack oh. uh, off of the radio. Mm-hmm. And I listened to that a lot. It had a soul calling song on it. It oh, had a nice. fil- filter track. Damn. Uh, you was know, it's just, soundtrack? Yeah, I guess. Was there a movie? Mm. Yeah, there was. Yeah, I probably still have that CD around here somewhere. It has nothing cool. to do with you or your band. I just oh, thought no. you yeah, brought up uh, X Files. X Files. Uh, there was on Born in the Woods. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There was a hardcore band, X Files X. Right, so yes. we're we're relevant. We're, yeah. we're staying within the keeping it good. close. <laughs> good. All right. Hey, I noticed something yeah. looking at your uh, your Spotify uh, and knowing that this record comes out on closed casket activities, and the last few have. But then I looked at the other ones and I noticed everything is on closed casket activities, but it wasn't, yeah. but it is now. It was before yes. I remember, I think that unrestrained split was, on, am I, am I saying that right? Was it unrestrained? Yeah. The unrestrained that was, split. That was Trip um, Machine, right? Trip Machine. Yeah. And, and then um, Ride the Fury did the Suburban Scum tape at least. Did, did the tape. Right. And I think we put the Scum and Zabalba splits out on closed casket. Okay, so so does close cast just have everything now? It is what it appears to be. Right, right, right. That's cool. Yeah. They seem like a good band or a good. I'm um, sorry, good label to work with. Uh, oh. Tell me about just the ease and life with closed casket activities. Yeah, it's it's the best. You know, like um, Justin rules, and he's been w- 
with us since really, really early on and us with him, you know? Um, yeah. And it was just one of those things where it was just like, yeah, you know, like, let's just, let's just do this and see what happens. And he's always had faith in us and, you know, we've always known him to do the right thing. And, uh, it's, it's just been a, a beautiful relationship, you know, and now we're old guys together and it's great. It's great. It's cool. It's, 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 I love seeing labels with longevity and oh yeah, close casket has clearly established that. Yeah. They're, they're constantly killing it. Like anything heavy that comes out, you know, like it's, it's, you know, there's a pretty good chance that, that close casket's putting it out. And, uh, you know, this is the the roster now is like great. I look back at so I actually yeah, we we used to get like um close casket roster shirts. Yeah. That had like all the bands on the back. Like we I think Justin would send it to us with like a merch order every once in a while. And mm-hmm. I, I looked at some of the older ones from like 2011, 2012, which is like, oh no shit, I remember that band. You know, it's just yeah. like like harness, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. It's like, oh, oh shit, wow, that's the name I haven't heard rolls. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, would it be ridiculous for me to say that? Incendiary might be one of the, I don't mean, I don't mean you're not heavy, but maybe one of the least heavy bands that Close Casket has now. Recently, least extreme, maybe. maybe? Least extreme. Yeah. Cause it's, yeah. They, yeah. Cause there's a lot of like, um, you know, like death metal adjacent. Yeah, a lot of wild shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like super duper heavy stuff. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think, I think we're still, you know, there's some super heavy moments on, on the new record. Um, like the, the one of the songs i mean you, you know you, you heard it uh that's yeah. like the super slow down beat down part and mm, uh yeah that was a fun one to write <laughs> you, <laughs> it's a fun one to listen to too i oh, can't think sure. of it i don't know the title because i don't i don't know shit you know as far as titles you think i can't you can't even remember definitions of words i don't remember song titles for song shit. titles um, hey man we 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 work with these silly song titles for ever and it, mm-hmm. that's how we write our set lists for the most part <laughs> so the funny part is is sometimes you'll you know pe- people in the front will ask for a set list and you'll give them a set list and they'll hand it back to you because they don't think it's yours because <laughs> none of the songs are titles of real songs that we have that's funny because that's even cooler that's so much cooler to have it like that yeah, it's, it's like the way we've always done it it's the way it works you know i mean you've obviously been in, I'm, i uh, since you're in a hardcore band have been in plenty of bands i'm sure you've written songs where it's like slayer riff uh bulldoze mm-hmm. part you know like that yep. that type of thing like that's you know how, that's exactly how it goes man that's exactly how it goes we have this like <laughs> um giant post-it note it's like a two foot by two foot post-it note and it's pretty much what we use when we're writing we write down like we'll come up with a part we'll give it a name and we'll write yeah. it times four you know so that in that way we like i mean it's more for me they probably think remember it differently but i have this weird <laughs> brain miswiring where like i see music as words almost so like yeah. when i see like i write sentences and paragraphs with like the section names and stuff like that and i just have like this like notepad of how the songs go until i memorize it like how it goes that makes that makes sense to me i mean for my adhd brain and uh, mm-hmm. yeah no that's that 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 makes sense to me the uh the, i can't i can't keep track of shit but i think i got a suggestion for you i think maybe you should try writing songs with a wheel and a dart like you mm-hmm. just write the different <laughs> styles spin the wheel throw the dart and then whatever you know, just a couple transitions, yeah. yeah, or or like write, just write like twenty different parts, put them on the wheel, 
throw the dart, you know, you get three darts. Yeah, and then go. those those three parts that you wrote are now all have to be a song. That can be an interesting way. Yeah, it's like it. a it's like a cooking show where here you got yeah. an egg, uh, a oh, you know, like like whatever. chopped, except it's rift, you know, and then like <laughs> and then you you like if there's a riff that you don't like, you could like give it to one of the people you're competing against and then exactly. I think we uh, need to trademark it, set it up. This is a show. Yo, yeah. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Coming 2024, uh, Rift. I'm on it. This is a million dollar idea. Perfect. <laughs> All the broke ass hardcore kids are going to yeah. get No, we don't need them. We'll go, go to Close Casket. We'll tap into the more extreme crowd. I would there say you could, you could get like, um, just like guitar players from or musicians from a bunch of different bands and then have like these just like soup canned riffs. And then everyone just has to pick what riffs they want and try to make a song about it. I think that's the interesting show. That's, that's, that's a very good idea. I'm going to give it to you. you go, go forth with this. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, I'll give you some credits. If you want to co-produce, man, we'll get this together. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll just be the money guy. There you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, Hey, uh, to, I want to make sure we hit this several times. Change the way you think about pain. Not that people don't know this isn't coming out, but it's coming out May 26, closed casket activities. What are you most looking forward to with the release of this record? Um, getting able to play, uh, go out and play out on it and mm -hmm. play some places that either we haven't been for a while or we've never been. Um, the, the show that we're playing with Drain in Chicago is like a, a makeup show because we were supposed to play with Knock Loose, um, I think a year or two ago and our flight got rained out. So we owed it to the rain. Stage rain yeah <laughs> oh we're playing with drain yeah but our our flight got rained out it was no no i said rain i was i was oh, just okay. saying like how, how do things get rained out what is this fucking baseball and seriously we, we the plane couldn't take off we almost had to spend the night in the airport because the exit ramps out of the airport were like three feet of water it was we had an insane Uber driver who went the wrong way on a one-way street for like two blocks. <laughs> uh, but and we got home that night and we didn't have to sleep at the airport. But um, yeah, I'm just I'm just stoked to 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 get out and 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 play a bunch. We're playing tie down Detroit. That's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah, um, we got sick. those we got those California shows coming up. We got um, show in Philly coming up. If you're coming out to that one, we'll say hi. Um, and uh, yeah, just just stoked on all that stuff coming up, man. It's gonna be that's right. Be you you did just kind of announce a, a few dates, right? A little 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 tour, kind of tour ish, maybe. It's as much of a tour as you're gonna get from us, right? <laughs> so yeah, I would maybe say that's a tour. <laughs> no, I think I think that qualifies, uh, especially with 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 the band, with what people expect from Incendiary. Like you guys got yourselves. I know I don't mean to rehash conversation we already had, but you guys got yourself in this nice little position where people don't expect much from you other than to fucking make great music <laughs> like it like it's like what every band wants like, yeah you know just write good songs and be good live i think that's the two yeah. things you really and have and have cool looking merch i mean you know we don't have a lot of varied styles but i think our shit's pretty cool but if you have banging merch and you're good live and you write good songs man that's it just hang that's, out. That's a, that's Play a good shows. point. The, the merch is a good point. I've sold, <laughs> yeah. I've sold some eBay uh, incendiary merch before. It works. Oh, uh, really? Uh, wow. It's, it was, uh, it was, I can specifically tell you it was one shirt. It had, it was like a pocket print of incendiary a few times. Mm -hmm. Red. It had like a Long Island thing on the back. I have something oh, against Long yes. Island. I can't have Long Island on uh, my body, you know, like as a, as a man. Hey, you know. nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> 
but uh but it's, but it's funny and to go back again to what i was saying before like i've been listening to you long enough and it doesn't feel like it listening to you long enough that i've sold your shit on ebay before which does anybody right. even do that anymore you know so that's cool and I'm, I'm excited about the new record i listen to it a lot um and i'm sure i can tell other people are because the idea that incendiary is coming back with something new is exciting to a lot of people on the internet and off and yeah. i think it shows it counts Thank you very yeah and very excited that it's going to be all the way out soon and uh can't wait for everyone to hear the whole thing real excited for this one So there you have it. That was my conversation with Dan. And the song you just heard was Echo of Nothing, of course, off of Change the Way You Think About Pain. I want to thank Dan for his time, for his conversation, talking about incendiary and all sorts of other shit that kind of went off the rails every now and then. But hey, you needed to hear it anyway. It was important for all of us to get that out of our system, mostly me. While I'm positive, you don't need me to sell you 
on the new album, Change the Way You Think About Pain. It is great. I've listened to it quite a bit. And any fan of Incendiary will certainly enjoy this one as well. Catch them on tour. They announced a few dates. We briefly talked about that. You can catch them here, there, maybe everywhere. We'll see. They do their own thing. And I respect that. And usually I don't. Usually I think the people who do their own things are rebellious in nature and therefore not my type of people. I like line followers, rule followers. That's what I'm looking for. I'm lying. I don't like any of that stuff. Do whatever you want. That's my favorite thing about life. And I wish I could do more things that I want, like fix my fucking hot water heater. Man, two heating elements in, one thermostat in, one more thermostat to go. If this motherfucker doesn't fix it, I don't know what the problem is. Why doesn't my water get hot anymore? What's going on? You want to fix it for me? Come on over. I'm not paying yet. It's a cent. I'll, I'll, I'll suffer in cold showers until it's fixed. Yeah. Anyway, I need to get back to that. But I want to thank you for listening to Getting It Out Podcast. If you're new to it, welcome. If you're old to it, thanks for sticking around. And if you've been here before, you might have heard a previous episode with a band from California called Ill Communication. And that's how I'm going to end this episode. This song is called Neanderthal Nation from their new album, Doomsday Brigade, out now on Safe Inside Records. This is Ill Communication. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Reduce violence. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns